Welcome back to the It's In Our Roots podcast, where we talk to inspiring people with roots in the countryside. And this week, we are on a road trip. We have come out to Cotswold Farm Park that Adam Henson owns. And it isn't just the two of us. We are joined by co-host, friend of the podcast and YouTuber, Will Rubottom. Let's call it a collaboration. Roots with rubes. <laughs> Roots with rubes. Roots with Rubottom. <laughs> it makes you proud to be like a British farmer and I part of the YouTube too is trying to show off how amazing like British agriculture is and like how good of an industry we have here in this country. We ought to all be proud of it. Like what you guys are doing, what I'm doing, what all anyone else, even just farming in general, they're just smashing it for the industry and we need to show it off more. Yeah, it's showing that journey from like field to fork, I think that more and more, more and more farmers are doing it and in their own little way. There's not a set way that you should do it. There's just what you can do to help. <gasps> Massive pig. Massive pig. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> So this is so exciting. We've, we're on a road trip, Polly. Don't interrupt me already. I told you when we get in person, you always get too excitable. I'm nice and calm and collected. But what about dun dun dun? Our friend Will with. We are here with Will Rubottom, who I feel like we are calling a co-host of this episode. Yeah, this is like a collab. Will, welcome to the podcast yet again. Hello, guys. How are you? Nice to be back once again. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> I think it's the third time, isn't it? Yeah, but this is by far the most exciting because this was planned. We have met up like a Usually bunch of friends. we're at an event and Will just is there. And we just <laughs> approach him like, Will, come, please give us some content. We've gone on a little road trip um, and we are at... Adam Henson's farm. What is it called? Cotswolds Farm, farm Park. Park. Something like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I've never been before, but Will, you've been before, right? Yeah, I came when I was quite a little bit younger with my grandparents and it's definitely changed. It's um, a little a little bit more modernised. And do you think we're going to see Adam Henson? <laughs> That's the real reason we came, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I do worry that our listeners are just going to be presuming that we're here to interview Adam. And that's definitely not the case. We are here to tell you about our fun day out as a team. But can we talk about our strategy if we do come across him? Run! <laughs> <laughs> just mob him. <laughs> yeah. Microphone out first. Charge. Like a joust. See, I always... <laughs> See, I always assumed, right, that this park was off the back of Adam Henson obviously being the country file guy. But you were saying earlier, Will, that this has been in his family for a while, this park. Yeah, so I'm, I'm the fact man, apparently. But yeah. I think... <laughs> With his rucksack on, that makes it. <laughs> back in 1971, I'm sure his dad created this for like, he was in the Rare Breed Survival Trust and it's to keep all these rare breeds going. And then down the line, Adam got involved, and then I think that led to him being on the BBC. Okay. Which is a much cooler story, in my opinion. Don't you think that's cool? They got asked to go on a country file because they were already cool. Yes, exactly. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, Will, is this your strategy to become a presenter on country file? Oh, well, that, that was my April Fool's <laughs> yesterday. I sent it to Dan. Oh. I saw did it. Did you believe it? <laughs> I did. I was just like... Holly was ridiculous. Everyone was posting all these <laughs> April Fool's things. Like Lizzie from Becca and Lizzie going, I'm a celeb. <laughs> I believed it for about 30 seconds. And then Ali had to play a put a similar one on. And Holly was messaging me like, I believed all of these. <laughs> I was oh. like... Where's our 
ask. I must have got like 12 messages yesterday saying, well done, you're doing absolutely great, you deserve it. I was like, I'm really sorry, but it's an April Fool's. <laughs> the thing is, yours was Brilliant. actually realistic. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that became a thing for you. No offence, Lizzie. I was like, she is not going on, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, then I was like, wait, is this why we're going with Will tomorrow? To see Adam Henson? Yeah, it's it was all, all adding the up now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what can we see? Let's, I can see all around. sorts of rare breeds there. What are we looking at? I'm sure you have to fact check me, but I think that is a sheep. I'm <laughs> We've got a sheep expert on the podcast today. Guys. Yeah, I'm sure that's some Gloucester cattle over there. They are some Hebridean sheep, and there's even some Border Leicesters in the distance. Well, oh. when your fiance be happy to hear that? Oh, I know. Uh, we do love a good Border Leicester. Also, as we arrived, we bought our ticket. And they asked us if we wanted to buy some animal feed as well. We didn't take them up on that. You we really do that enough at home. You should have bought just a pocket full of yeah, that, that. <laughs> whatever you had at home. Yeah, we all should have just like gone in the feed bin and be like, yeah, that'll do. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <gasps> Massive pig. Massive pig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> right, hey, we, should, we should play a game on the podcast. We're going to feature some noises. You have to guess whether that's an animal or one of these two boys being stupid. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you'd probably be better at this. The... <laughs> Yeah, that's quite good. <laughs> Dairy Shorthorn, who keeps these? I think I'll make Farmer Flo. And Albion. <gasps> Farmer Flo, are you here with us? <laughs> okay, so Will, what are your roots? So basically, I've grown up on a family farm in Staffordshire. Um, it's like 10th generation, not on the farm actually at home, but through the generation we've moved around Derbyshire, Staffordshire. Used to be dairy farming, but now on the farm at home we produce hay and haylage for the equine world, and I've started off a sheep flock. So that's kind of the background of me. Okay, so clearly roots very much buried in the countryside, yeah. Will. What would be your first memory? So I'd say my first memory memory would probably be sitting on the loadal with my dad when I was probably like three or four years old in the corner of the cab just above the gear stick going around while he's um, carting little bale hay so that's probably my original memories not really much livestock stuff on the farm at home at that point but the summer in the tractor enjoying life did you grow up thinking i'm gonna become a farmer this is it this is what i want to do well if i'm brutally honest probably not so i used to love it when i was really little used to be my wellies go around on the farm playing in puddles and stuff but as i got older it wasn't so cool at school and throw between the age of 12 and 15 um wasn't at all thinking about going back onto the farm used to hate it because i go back and get muddy i didn't want to help and then one summer, um, they were short of staff, and I said, help out to try and earn some money. This is between school and sixth form. Went, went and did it, really enjoyed it. Went and started sixth form doing, wanting to be an accountant. But I'd kind of fallen back into the farming lifestyle, and then I really started not enjoying it at school. I wouldn't say I was struggling, but I didn't really want to be there. I wanted to go back onto the farm, which I never thought would happen. Um Halfway through the year, I decided I wanted to go to ag college. So I went and looked at a few. Most of the family were like, yeah, he's not the kind of person that wants to go into farming. And then I got into ag college and everyone just saw a change in me. I was a lot happier. Yeah. But basically, no, I not always wanted to be a farmer. But yeah, that's what, how it was. What do you think of it is about you or it was about you that made your family think, oh, Will's not the sort to go to farming college? 
I was probably more obsessed with sport and going to the gym and stuff, I'd mm. say. Um, I was really good at maths, rubbish at like English. So I really enjoyed like the book side of wanting to be an accountant. I thought, oh, maths is an accountant. But then I soon realized sitting on a laptop 24 yeah. 7 probably isn't what I wanted to do. And then you got into editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> true. Yeah. Never thought about that. But... Yeah, no, I can kind of relate to a lot of the stuff that, that you're saying, if I'm honest. And you're not um, you're, you're not farming full time now, are you? No. What, what are you doing part time? So basically, I do part time um, like digital marketing for a company like Kiwi Kit, Data Mars Livestock. So I've got a mortgage, have to pay the bills, <laughs> and there's not a full time. <laughs> no, absolutely not. There's not a full time job on the farm. And I've just got the opinion hasn't gone to university and done business i'm not gonna ruin the farm business trying to make them pay me more i'd rather earn my keep do what i can on the farm at the same time earn money elsewhere it's kind of similar with the youtube stuff now trying to earn a little extra whilst enjoying it so when you started the youtube did you think this is gonna potentially be hopefully be another income stream for me or was it just pure fun at the start, it was pure fun. So it's like the start of probably COVID, as most things are COVID babies. Um, <laughs> we can relate. Yeah, yeah. So as a lot of people do, watch Tom Pemberton, really enjoy his videos. It's like, no one does this for sheep. I was like, I'm not the most expert person in the sheep industry, but I can try and educate people that don't know too much about sheep. So started doing videos and it grew from there over COVID and what now three years in yeah. which is mad you probably wouldn't have your job in digital marketing no. if it wasn't for that as well no it's mad. i've self-taught myself everything through youtube videos but i've i've learned it because i love doing it like, i love the editing i just find it really interesting taking footage and make it interesting for someone to watch because as you probably know with, with this you probably cut stuff out that people aren't interested in try and make it the most watchable thing yeah. Possible. I really enjoy that like yeah. process. That's usually me just cutting Holly out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we finish an episode and I say, Oh, I really enjoyed that whole bit and then I listen back and I'm like, Oh right, <laughs> didn't make it. <laughs> okay, so we have just finished watching the lambing show here at Cotswold Farm Park. Very exciting. What are your thoughts? Very, very interesting. I've learned a few things. I learned how to lamb a sheep properly. I didn't know how to do that before. <laughs> my dad will be absolutely fuming. At home, we are flat out lambing. My dad and my sister are cracking on lambing and I have driven two and a half hours <laughs> to come up here to learn about lambing in a lambing shed. <laughs> it's the way. That's, that's how farming works. You just finish work. Normally, watch videos about farming. About other people doing yeah, the same work, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to lie, we are very jealous of this lambing shed. Our, our setup isn't quite like this. No, this is like the ideal, idyllic lambing shed, is that how you mm, say it? Yeah. Freshly bedded, everything looks perfect. All the pens are like... I got know. labels on so they know what everything's got. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's how it should be done. It is how it should be done. And it's very nice to see. But I feel like the reality is if, if they had all these seating around our lambing shed at home mm. and they'd see us all like sweating and like <laughs> shouting at each other. Yeah, they haven't seen the reality yet. <laughs> <laughs> not quite, not quite. Not when there's a problem. But it is cool seeing members of the public just sort of lining up to speak to the shepherdess, asking questions, really interested in this. Yeah, no, it is. I I mean, I, I was saying to Will, I was like, I wonder whether she came in because she was good at presenting and they've taught her about sheep or whether she came in because she was good about, she knew about sheep 
and now she's like presenting. But the way that she's answering those questions, like there's a whole queue of people with all sorts of intricate questions and she's smashing it all out. So clearly she's just great at both. Yeah, and they always say you're always better at talking about something you're passionate about, aren't they? It's a lot easier if you get thrown in and talk about, say, I don't know, shed design, you won't know. That would be there like, I want this one. This is the shed we want. <laughs> yeah. Dad, I've worked it out. I know what we We're not the problem. The shed is. <laughs> um, so shall we go and try and speak to this shepherdess then? See if she yes. wants to speak to us. I think so. She'll be like, hmm, I'm used to being on Country File, but the podcast will do for now. <laughs> <laughs> Holly, talking from experience. Oh no. <laughs> there are so many dating sites and it can get quite overwhelming. Yeah, I'm sure they can. You know, there's over 140 online dating apps and websites that you can choose from today. There are literally so many different dating sites. It's so hard to work out which one to choose. And to be honest with you, it gets to a point where I just delete them all. I'm not surprised. But I think if you were going to trust one, Muddy Matches has literally been going for over 15 years. There's got to be some faith there that it obviously works. 100%. I feel like this is why people that are linked to the countryside just go to Muddy Matches. Don't bother with any of the others. Moneymatches.co.uk is where it's at. Exactly. They're trusted by over 1 million country singles. And it is the UK's original award-winning home of rural dating. And also, don't you just love that the team that are behind Money Matches are from a rural background as well? Yeah, that definitely helps, doesn't it? Like, they actually get it. They actually get it. And also, I think the team are totally hands-on. Like, every single bio that gets put up on Muddy Matches is vetted by, like, human eyes. It's not just the system that sorts through them. Yeah, and there's loads more reasons as well why Muddy Matches is such a trusted dating website that you can find them all on this lovely article on Muddy Matches' website, muddymatches.co.uk, where there's the six reasons why rural singles trust Muddy Matches. And honestly, if you've been listening to all these adverts and you still have not gone on to Muddy Matches, now is your time. Honestly, go there. Everyone else is. So get on there. Use our Roots40 discount code. So we have just been listening to the Lambing Live show delivered by the lovely Katie and here we are to talk to her about it. How cool. How Have you been doing this for a long time? Yeah, so I've worked here for about eight years. Um, so I started when I was 14 on work experience and I've basically just become part of the furniture. They can't get rid of me. Oh, amazing. <laughs> and were you, have you grown up in a lambing shed or was it a bit of a new experience for you? A bit of a new experience. So I've got family members who are farmers but sort of by the time I was born they're all retired. Um, so no, it was just something I sort of had an interest in from talking to family members, but started here and fell in love with it. Yeah, what a cool way to get involved in it as well. No, definitely. And I, being from the sheep industry too, I'm very, very jealous of your shed. Like, this is <laughs> way better than what we've got. Yeah, at home. I, I must say we are very lucky with the setup we've got. You know, having Adam as you know on the telly and everything, we are extremely lucky with the with the things that we can get our hands on and this shed is lovely. Are you do you feel still feel starstruck working with Adam Henson? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> that never goes away. <laughs> do you get used to sort of presenting in front of the crowds and talking about it? It's definitely like there's always a certain level of anxiety there. Mm. Um 
because you know and it and it's very different as well you come in on one day and you're doing a talk to five people then you get to the middle of the easter holidays and you're talking to a thousand people at once oh, it, um yeah, really. it's definitely quite an anxiety inducing thing but it's you know they're there to listen and learn so yeah. if, as long as you can get over that then yeah <laughs> what's the best question you've been asked so far <laughs> the most interesting well normally the most difficult one to answer is where do the lambs come out of i <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> yeah so normally you've got to try and tiptoe around that one a little yeah. bit um sort of redirect that question to the parents but <laughs> yeah sure and um, talking about anxiety inducing we before you even started presenting we hadn't realized that was going to happen we were just saying like for example down back in the lambing shed at home i said to him i was like imagine lambing and then add all these people here watching you uh, you know yeah. like you must feel the pressure like you've got to Definitely. have your eyes everywhere all yeah, the time and especially when there's something lambing you know, you're watching and although you know it's fine, you then feel that added pressure to explain to everybody that what's it's going okay. on is fine. Yeah. Um, and then there's obviously, if you do see something going wrong, you then have to explain that. Yeah. And, you know, with, with, with livestock comes dead stock. Yeah. So there is always a risk of something going wrong and you just kind of have to be, you know, we are as transparent as you can yeah. get. We, we don't lie about what happens. We're, we're quite open about it, which can be a really difficult <laughs> conversation to have, especially with children, because mm. it's quite difficult for them yeah. to understand things mm. like that. But no, we just kind of do our best to be honest. Yeah, but that's <laughs> what's so cool about what you are doing here, because, you know, you're talking about the realities of farming. And I think that is what is so important, what the general public needs to, needs yeah, to know about. A hundred percent. And I think farming in general just gets a really bad rep, um, which I, I can understand it. You know, you get vegans and vegetarians coming to the park and they don't realise we're a working farm. They think we're more of a sanctuary. Um, and having that conversation can be really difficult, but we're not here to force people to eat meat. You can do whatever you like, but we're just here to show people that whether you eat meat or you don't, the animals have a lovely life before they then go into the food chain. You know, I mean, Adam's wife and daughter are vegetarians, so... You know, farmer's wife and farmer's daughter yeah. and they're vegetarians and that's fine, it's their choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we just want to show people that actually farming can be lovely yeah. and these guys yeah. are ridiculously spoiled yeah. before they do go into the food chain. So. And do you have any other aspirations with sort of farming in the future? Full-time sheep farming is the goal. Um, <laughs> so I've done for the past two years, I've done some lambing on another farm as well, um, just to try and kind of get in as much experience as I can. Because obviously uh, working here, we're kind of split into two teams. So yeah. you've got the livestock team who are like your proper farmers, if yeah. you will. Um, and then we're kind of, we're called the entertainment team. So we're here more <laughs> for the public's yes. benefit. Yeah. We obviously do get involved with this as much as we can. Um, and the lambing that I've done on other farms has helped with this a lot. Um, but yeah, so trying to get experience on other farms is also really useful. This is more so the technical side, but obviously there's a lot of different breeds in here. Yeah. Do you find a big difference between like the Clins and Romneys compared to like the native bred stuff, or is it all fairly easy lambing? Or that's a good question. Um, to be honest, with a lot of the more primitive breeds, they yeah. tend to be a little bit easier because yeah. they want to be left alone yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know they don't really want to be anywhere near you they, they tend to have smaller lambs yeah. because they generally are smaller sheep we've had a few issues with our Cotswolds this year but yeah. I think that's because they're so leggy yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they just sort of get themselves you know it's okay. almost like they come out cross-legged yeah. almost yeah. Um, 
But yeah, no, they are. And we've got, so our Soe sheep, uh, which are the ones out with the Highland cattle, they lamb mostly outside. Yeah. You bring them in here, they absolutely hate it. They're the closest thing to an original breed of sheep you can find. They hate people. They don't want to be anywhere near you. <laughs> so we let them lamb outside um, and they just get on better with it. Their lambs are tiny because they're tiny, but you know they—they're so hardy. They just—they prefer to be outside than they do in. Fair enough. Thank you. Well, I hope you don't have any dramas this afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for chatting to us. No, thank you. No, really me. appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. I find it interesting how you know you said you didn't come from a sheep background as such, but then you fancied making the YouTube. And I think it's probably what's made your YouTube channel so successful because you're learning as you go and and you're probably speaking about it. Similar to Katie here today, speaking about it in a way that's relevant to everyone. Yeah. You know, because if you had gone into loads of detail in your first episode, you wouldn't have understood it and people wouldn't have watched it. No, that's it. Uh, thank you. I won't say I'm majorly successful yet, but you bang on right like i try and see it from a viewer not from a farmer so i'm trying to educate people who probably don't know too much about farming but try and make it interesting enough for a farmer to watch so it's it's like a happy medium if i go on about statistics and growth rates too much you're gonna lose people sure yeah Where if you're just talking the basics it, it works through doing things like podcasts and videos i've certainly found that by talking to farmers and hearing people enjoy the content and and resonate with it it makes you like prouder to be a part of it and oh, it yeah. makes you enjoy your job more yeah it makes you proud to be like a british farmer and like part of the youtube too is trying to show off how amazing like british british agriculture is and like how good an industry we have here in this country we ought to all be proud of it like yeah. what you guys are doing what i'm doing what or anyone else even just farming in general mm. they're just smashing it for the industry and we need to show it off more i am proud are you proud dan oh this is getting emotional it's <laughs> <laughs> getting too serious <laughs> and we're saying this we're having this conversation obviously at cotswold farm park which is adam henson's farm park yeah. and so he's kind of like when it comes to communicating with the public in regards to farming he's kind of the guy because you know oh, yeah. for a long time country file has been that has been that show isn't it that main mm. show is this the, is this the is this the goal is this the goal oh, to have a park like this <laughs> i'd love it I, I like because the education side i'd love to do something like this and it it, it looks so far in the future but never say never like i'd love to do it but it's got to be feasible it's got to work but with the education too i'd love to have people on and just be able to talk to them i know like obviously adam's obviously country farm now so we can't be here all the time but just be able to talk to people and show them what happens on the farm yeah it's amazing um ali hunter blair said that he really enjoys that because he's um he's obviously a farmer but then he's got a few little airbnb type yeah. pods on the farm and so there's a few people that come and visit and he says it's really cool so i think obviously this is on a massive scale because this is adam henson yeah. but loads of people are doing it in their own way that they can manage even if you have a farm shop people who come to the farm shop they get to see a little insight into yeah it's showing that journey from like field to fork i think that more and more, more and more farmers are doing it and in their own little way there's not a set way that you should do it there's mm -hmm. just what you can do to help going back to you talking about um sort of growing up and not exactly wanting to be a farmer yeah. did you ever feel that because 10th generation is quite insane did you ever feel that pressure to to take on the farm and go into farming 
if I'm honest, no, like I was never forced into it. It's probably why I actually came back into it because I was never forced into it. Some of these people that have been told you've got to come back that probably aren't in it for the enjoyment, aren't the people that should be farming, the people yeah. that enjoy it that much that they want to do it. It's a big job. It's 24 seven, yeah. especially with livestock. You've got mm-hmm. to have a passion for it. Yeah. And if you don't, it's probably not really the route you want to go down. It is a weird one, isn't it? Because mm. people in farming, you talk all the time about how it's hard for new entrants. Mm. But then because farming is so, in a lot of cases, so generational and, yeah. f- and family orientated, I-, I also know of a lot of people that feel like they have to farm. They want to be a new exit, but they can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's like really weird when you've got so many people that want to enter Pressure. the industry, mm. but also some people that feel like so tied to it because it's so personal to them. Yeah, and e- even if the family aren't verbally putting the pressure on, if you're very aware that your family have worked very hard to build yeah. something up and if you don't take it on, you will be the reason it falls. There is pressure there. That. No, yeah. And I think because obviously... Uh, I painted the picture out being an accountant and stuff. They probably got used to the fact that I probably wasn't going to come to the farm. So there was realisation there. So it's even more of a shock me coming back wanting to farm. Whereas a lot of people probably, it's having those conversations too. Like I know I hear so many people that get to 40, 50 years old. They've never had the chat with their dad. They don't even know if they are going to really take over the farm in the future. And it's, it's one of those hard things to find. People need to talk more. What a day. What a lovely little trip. I'm feeling all worn out from a day of fun. Have you found it, Will? Oh, it's been amazing just to meet you guys and come to a great place like this too. Yeah, it's pretty impressive, I'd say. I'd love to speak to Adam and see how it sort of started and how it's grown because it's flipping impressive seeing all these members of the public getting in here and learning about farming. I mean, like you said, I just find it cool that it was actually set up by Adam's father perhaps so this isn't a new idea about trying to educate the consumers about food this has been going on for ages actually and as we speak we're walking around the uh woodland and conservation zone we are what a lovely little what a lovely little way to finish a a fun day out how have you found co-hosting a podcast well it's been a marvelous experience and one never to forget (laughs) wow thank you that is a raving review yeah we'll put that on the promo (laughs) (laughs) thank you very much yeah Um, we'll probably do this again in the future i've got a feeling i've got a funny feeling we will i've enjoyed it though it's actually quite nice to not be stuck with dan all day on my own (laughs) no i'd just like to say a massive thank you for having me guys i've really enjoyed it it's a little bit different obviously i'm used to video and this is completely different for myself yeah. and also where can people find your youtube videos what are they searching into you so, they can watch this oh, they can yeah. watch the video version of this whole thing this is insane <laughs> <laughs> so if you go onto youtube and search cowley hill farm or go onto instagram you'll find it on either of them i've put the videos on both so should be fairly easy to find amazing Perfect. so go and do that if you enjoyed this episode make sure you hit subscribe or follow on whatever podcast platform you're listening on yeah, and give us a follow and a like on our social medias as well, particularly Instagram. And Holly, how are you signing off this week? I'm signing off with... Cheers, Will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a wholesome day. Love a rare breed, don't you? I love a rare breed and I love a road trip and we've got several more coming up. Do you know, by the time this episode comes out, we 
would have already been down to Cornwall to interview Ant from Keeping Cows Moving. Yes, the hoof trimmer. The most famous hoof trimmer I'm aware of. He's like the biggest on Insta. And TikTok. And TikTok. He's like massive. And as well as Ant, we'll also be having another interview in person in Devon. We will be having a little collaboration with another podcast host which we won't tell you who it is just yet. Little tease. Secret secrets. You can find out next week, though. So, yeah, lots more road trips together coming up. Oh, we love to hear it. Not long to another Devocati episode and we would have done the full <laughs> circuit. <laughs>